0: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store
1: to make the switch today. It's time for the Chiefs Kingdom Show, live with the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, and Chiefs head coach, Andy Reid. It's presented by Bad Boy Moores, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is Bad Boy Country, mo with an attitude. And by High V, the world's best tailgating begins at High V. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Hey. This- sideline
0: reporter Josh Klingler before we get you into the Chiefs Kingdom show just a quick reminder you can hear Mitch Holtis with us on Fesco in the Morning every Friday morning at 7.30 leading into the game that weekend and don't miss color analyst Danan Hughes every Tuesday morning at 8.30 tune in for exclusive one-on-one Chiefs interviews throughout the season on the Odyssey app and your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs 610 Sports Radio now let's get you into the Chiefs Kingdom show presented by the Kansas Lottery Dream Bigger
1: Here is the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis. All right, everybody.
2: Good evening, everybody. We have opened the doors to the Chiefs Kingdom in one of my favorite locations throughout the entire kingdom. We are at the Liberty High V in the Northland. That's right. Some of our hometown Liberty folks are here. We are not far from the Liberty High School campus, home of the Liberty Blue Jays. Not far from Liberty North High School, right? Home of the Eagles. Not far from William Jewell College, home of the Cardinals. So a lot of birds actually here in Liberty. And I've got this started now. Do I have to mention the Kearney Bulldogs and Staley Eagles? I don't know. But no, don't. Okay, just stay with Liberty. Anyway, it's awesome to see you tonight, even though we are here uh, on a regroup. Get back on track. Let's get this figured out. Monday show. We're going to hear very shortly from Andy Reed, head coach of the Kansas City Chiefs, and we dive right into the matters at hand. Uh, he will address uh, all of the things that are on your mind, or most of them in the Chiefs kingdom, as the Chiefs try to rally uh, and get after the Washington football team this week in our nation's capital. This score just in, Bills 38, Chiefs 20. Boo. Yeah, boo. I was booing right with you. Um, one of the highlights of the night was in an hour long weather delay on the network. We had Salvador Perez, Nikki Lopez, and uh, Swanee uh, that helped us fill the time. But we'll get this team back on track. A, whoop, whoop. a reminder, here we go. A reminder on these Monday Night Chiefs Kingdom show evenings at the Kansas City area high V's, there's 20 locations. They have these specials on Monday nights from 4 p.m to 7 p.m. You can enjoy it. We've got a big crowd here tonight. Again, the red coaters are here. The geeks are here. Uh, hey, hey, Paul is here. Uh, we've got an injury report to give. Snowstorm Sandy just coming out of surgery. Uh, but uh, great folks to be, but you can enjoy the meals not only here on site, but those uh, specials throughout, and you can find those uh, online. Also, this QR code, and this is one of Weird Wolf's favorite things. Yep, uh, use this QR code. You've seen the uh, code on shirts and being promoted by the High Beach throughout the Chiefs Kingdom. Throughout the Chiefs Kingdom. Make sure you scan that code and you will see some of the greatest uh, specials in the history of groceries okay? uh, This okay? Uh, these are the super hot deals. They're not just deals. They are the super hot deals. That is huge. Okay. All right, now let's get into the football stuff. Uh, Last night, uh, another four turnovers in this game. Man, it's just not like the Chiefs to have 11 turnovers after five games. So many times in the Andy Reid era, we have led the National Football League in giveaway takeaways. So we'll be back to getting things uh, on track. A few things, though. It was good to see Byron Pringle come back after losing the fumble on the kickoff and catching a touchdown pass. That was uh, huge. And... For Harrison Butker, a 54-yard field goal that we needed at the end of the half into the win. A lot of you were there last night. That was Those winds. the winds of Arrowhead are always tricky. They were super tricky last night, blowing in kind of from the top, up the, from the northwest side here from Liberty, blowing into the stadium. But if you get a 54-yard field goal like that into the wind, and the Chiefs may need one of those uh, here to get a victory at the buzzer to get over the hump. That's a case for even a kicker to put the hammer down, baby. And we're going to need the hammer going with the Washington football team. But honestly, you've got to look at this. In the first five games of the year, we have faced four highly motivated foes. You can really count five when you think of the Eagles having Andy Reid coming back to Philly. The Cleveland Browns' hair was on fire. They lost to us in the divisional playoff game in a game they thought they should have won. Right? Their hair's on fire week one. Lamar Jackson had never beaten Patrick Mahomes. His hair's on fire. And you take a look at the Chargers. They're sick of seeing the Chiefs win the division every year, five years in a row. Their hair's on fire. But no hair was on fire like the Buffalo Bills. They came in here and give them credit. This is a better team, I think, now than they were in January. Their hair was ablaze. Now for the Chiefs. We've got to put a little uh, cinder block in our hair and maybe get the fuse lit this week against the Washington football team. We have a great show for you tonight to get – remember, the kingdom rules uh, on Monday night. We can take a glance back at the game, but mostly we set the tone for this week. We've got to get rolling again and do it against the Washington football team. One thing I'll mention even later in the show, one of the big reasons the Chiefs have won five straight division titles – is how they've handled the cross-pollination games against the NFC. I'll talk about that later on in the show. We're going to hear from Andy Reid very shortly, and we're also going to have Keith Cash here tonight, one of our great ambassadors. Hero, the 93 run in the playoffs, and have that and a whole lot more. When we come back, we're at the Liberty Hy-Vee. Uh, actually, the Wahlburgers, but the hy V here in Liberty. Back with more and hear from Andy Reid after this on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now, back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Townsend puts the snap down, and Butker's kick is near perfect. And the Chiefs have three points. It's the po- first points allowed on a first possession all season by the Buffalo defense. Welcome back to the hy Market Grill. Tonight we're in Liberty, not far from the campus of William Jewell College, home of the Cardinals or Liberty High School or Liberty North High School. Uh, With us now is the winningest coach in Kansas City Chiefs history and one of the winningest coaches ever in NFL history, Andy Reid. And coach, uh, last night got popped by a really good Buffalo team, but overall now, after reviewing this game, just uh, your overall feeling about it.
3: Yeah, so listen, I, I, I think that uh, you know, and I've said this before, but you, you turn the ball over as much as we're doing right now. And that's going to be a problem. We saw last week when we didn't have the turnovers um, and the number that we had last night, the good things can happen. Uh, but, you know, you're playing a good football team and you have four turnovers. Um, you've got uh, seven explosive plays in the first half. Um, uh, it's too much. I mean, you know, that's just it's too much. You uh, uh, and and you get and, and yet we still were in a position where we we're potentially changing the momentum before we had a penalty. So you got to take care of the penalties. Um, however, you know some of them were better better called than others. Um, uh, so I, I, you know, anyways.
2: Well, back to the turnover thing I mean the last two games that we've lost you've had 60 what, 33 and 29 first downs you've had 62 first downs you had what 10 guys that got touches last night or at least catches in the passing game what about your ability to move the ball because that Buffalo defense is good let's just give them credit here uh, Sean's got a heck of a team there yeah
3: our, our problem is not moving the ball right now it's uh it's scoring touchdowns and not turning the ball over. So it's taking these long drives and finishing them without having a hiccup in there with a turnover or a penalty. And so, um, you know, we're getting a lot of first downs. We're getting a lot of yards, uh, this, but, uh, you've got to finish the, the project here. So we got to make sure we
2: do that. What's weird about this uh, coach. We've not been a turnover team. I mean, you've led the league and giveaway takeaway several times in your tenure here. Uh, and these are weird it seems like they're coming from like all different ways shapes and forms uh, if you just I mean to value the ball but still attack it I mean we talked about it even on pregame. Uh, but some of these feel weird like off the hands and uh, stuff that just hasn't happened in the past yeah it hasn't
3: but it, but it's happening now so you guys you have to stop it and um, it's happened more than once and and so we, we've got to just you know we've got to end that and whether it's you're trying too hard or you're not protecting the ball, whatever it is, you got to take care of it. And they are, they're all different, but uh, you know, they're right now they're coming in waves and we got to stop, stop the waves.
2: Pringle fumbles the kickoff, but then he comes back and gets the touchdown. I mean, mentally it can melt guys if they turn it over. What about bouncing back like that? and, And an example to use in this week, getting ready for Washington.
3: Yeah, so yeah, you got to be mentally tough with it. I mean, one of the one of the negatives is that it can bring down the offense and the defense if you turn the ball over on offense. I mean, the defense has got to go back out there and then uh, take care of business. So um, uh, the bottom line is it affects other people. And uh, besides the guy that happens to turn the ball. over. So we've got to just make sure we take care of business and um uh, and, and eliminate these things if they do happen then you gotta be mentally strong enough to end it on defense and not allow it to happen again on offense
2: i mentioned 10 guys get touches uh you got hardman a high volume game with nine catches and 76 yards and you got josh gordon integrated some uh what about hardman getting a high volume of catches and those were some tough catches and then two getting josh gordon revved up here
3: yeah we we We've got a a number of guys that we can add to this list, so um, of guys that can be participants in this thing and and do us good. Now Josh is just one week into it, so uh, the more he plays in the offense, uh, the better he'll be and and his understanding of it. So um, he's a smart kid, and he you know he's a nice big target too. So we'll we'll keep working him in, and you know we'll see how he does there
2: defensively, you get three straight stops uh, in the second half after you mentioned the explosive plays of the first half. But it seemed like there were times again that that game could have been seized or flipped. You mentioned the play where um they had the interception by Fenton. They got wiped out. But just getting those stops and what that meant defensively and how, I mean, to get Willie Gay Jr. back on the field was a good sign. It looked like he showed up with his speed and athleticism.
3: Yeah, no, he did. It was good to have him back out there. Yeah. Um, Yeah, no, that shows me what we can do, what we're what we really can do here. Um, And, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel is that we get both sides being productive. We've seen the offense be productive. Now we've seen the defense be productive. Now let's put it together. And now you got something going Uh, and they will be real tough to stop. But we've got to do that. And so that's that's what we're going to keep working towards. and, And we'll get this thing done.
2: And this is a, a talking ball here. I, would just, I want to ask you, and I'm going to get at this from both sides of the ball, but from defensive side, NFL is a chess match, nickel, dime, base. But to defend the run, like if you're in a so-called passing situation, dime or nickel, and still defending the run, or conversely, you're in a base and still defending the pass. As you approach the Washington game here week by and go to week by week, what about improving those areas? If I do show a sub package, you got to still win in the run game or vice versa, you're in the base and you still got to win in the passing game defensively.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, they, they added the quarterback into the mix on that, and um, Buffalo did. <clears throat> and, you know, we, we didn't do quite as well as we needed to. But you've got to take care of business. I mean, they were in the 40s and their 40% mark, I believe 45, somewhere in that area. And we were right about 40 on 1% on, um, uh, on third down. So it, it was in the, we were in the ballpark on that, but yeah, you've got to be able to shut down both of them. You got to take care of business on, on both accounts, the run and the pass.
2: And conversely on the offensive side, and you've done this, but you show a pass formation and still run it, or you're in a base offense and can still throw it. I mean, let's take it on the other side of the ball offensively of being able to play the chess game, but do the counter chess, so to speak.
3: Yeah, we actually had a couple calls last night, and, didn't, and we didn't take advantage of that. We had some problems with it,
2: so we've got to fix that. And depth, I know it's going to be challenged here. There were some injuries last night. We're going to follow those throughout the week. I'm not going to ask you specifically, but now depth, let's just say on the offensive side of the ball and having guys trying to step up.
3: Yeah, if we need to fill in some spots, we'll, we'll have to do that. Um, uh, but we've got enough depth to take care of that.
2: As you approach this week, we flip it to the Washington football team. Uh, Interesting squad, but they got some dudes on this team. Last year, they made the playoffs. And Coach Rivera, it's hard not to uh, admire that guy, what he's gone through. And he was on your staff for a long, long time.
3: Yeah, no, he's a a stud, man. I mean, the the way he uh, attacked cancer and pushed himself through that was uh, a great example for a lot of people. And he did it with a positive attitude even on the down days, man, he, he, he pushed through, so, and, and then they, he still held this job, which is a tough job to, to work through, and, um, and, and he did that, so, you know, my hat goes off to the guy, he's a, he's a tough nut, um, he's got a good football team, too, I mean, that, that defensive line is, is something special there, they've got a, they've got a good one, and um, uh, and, and their quarterback actually is playing good football. He can run around a little bit and he throws it good and their offensive line works well. So they, um, they've got good, good skill players.
2: How positive was Ron when he worked for you all those years? Did you see what you're seeing now there when he worked for you?
3: Sure. Yeah. No, he, he was, uh, he's smart guy and Cal graduate. And, <laughs> um, you know, he, He uh, came to work and he worked. I mean, he worked hard. So uh, you could say that he'd be a good coordinator and then if you had a chance to be a head coach, he'd be a good head coach.
2: I'm going to bring something up here because there's just two images that I've got and it deals with going into this week. Let me take you back 2015. Uh, We had that rough start that season. We had just beaten Pittsburgh and I'm in the parking lot staring at my steering wheel. Okay. And I see you leaving the parking lot thinking we got to get ready to go to London. That's the week we played the lions in london and you fixed it i mean i saw you fix it last night same thing i was one something i don't know whatever it was but i saw you going i thought you know what this guy has made a career of fixing things how much uh and where do you start uh into fixing it because you've done this time and time and time again wherever you've been in your career
3: yeah so i listen i think you stick with the process and and you trust your guys i mean um we're, we're doing things that we normally haven't done um they're working hard we just got to put that extra concentration teams are treating us a little bit different now where you've got to maintain that uh mental edge throughout potentially long drives and so uh, that's where that's where we're at right now you, you you're like i said we're getting a lot of yards but it, the the most important thing is that you get in the end zone and score. So a hiccup in there, a turnover, a penalty can really hurt you. And that's what's happening. So we take care of that. We're going to be fine. Then give up, let's uh, knock out these explosive plays. So if we had uh, close to 90 plays on the offensive side and the other team had 55 plus, you know, plays, um, uh, they're 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 those are they're scoring those points on explosive plays. They all happen in the first half for the most part. The one long drive in the second half. So, but there are good things in between there, and uh, that I saw that we can build on, and we've got to do that. I, I I know our guys can do it. I've seen it now, and let's let's uh, put it together on both sides, and and uh, and get this thing going right.
2: And to do that how much of it is physically you mentioned toughness like grinding here teams are coming at it with with haymakers here they're hitting us with right and left punches and then how much is staying focused mentally on the 10th play of the drive the 11th play of the drive to stay away from a false start or a turnover
3: yeah it's both i mean it's all of the above you gotta you know you gotta be mentally tough you gotta be mentally tough to play this game and then you have a uh, uh, week after week like this and then uh, you've got to carry that over into games where you 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 know, where you, you go ahead and push yourself through these situations. And um, and the only way to do it is to keep doing it and, and get better at it. So that's what we're going to do.
2: Well, my image as we let you go is you driving away in that pickup going, he's going to fix it. I know, I know he's going to fix it. It's what he does. Uh, so thanks for being with us tonight. We look forward to uh, headed to Washington, get a win against the Washington football team.
3: All right, Mitch. Thanks. All right, those redheads out
2: there. They're out there, and they're believing, Coach. All right, stay tuned. We'll have more, including uh, with Ambassador Keith Cash, after this, you're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football. Now, back to Mitch Holtis and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Chiefs need points of any kind right now down 24-10. Looking into a strong wind as Butker. He swings his right leg through. Does he have enough? He's got it. Just inside the near upright. One of the better kicks by Butker in his career. 54 yards into the wind. And the Chiefs get three points. Harrison Butker. Now five of five on field goals this year, but. Again, a 50-plus or 54, to be specific, into the win last night. In just four-plus seasons, four seasons and five games, Butker has 14 field goals of 50 yards or more. The all-time team record is Nick Lowry, uh, our guest who's coming up, his old teammate. Nick had 20 of those in a span of 18 seasons. And here is Butker that has done 14 in less than five. Actually, Nick's 20 were in 14 seasons, so – we may need Butker again for a game winner, maybe this week against the Washington football team. And a reminder that uh, Chiefs Kingdom, do not miss out on all the savings at Hy-Vee. It's easy. Next time you see that Hy-Vee QR code, you can see it right in here tonight, uh, make sure you scan that thing. It only takes two seconds, and you'll find the super hot deals. Not just deals, the super hot deals. That is huge. All right. They not only surprise you, they will shock you. They shocked Weird Wolf. This is his favorite thing is to scan that QR code. Okay. Let's do that. They've called for it here in Liberty. So, yes. Here comes the Washington football team, or here we go to the nation's capital. Liberty, you called for it, you get it. It's time to put the hammer down, baby. The official hammer. And speaking of the hammer, he was the hammer. Uh, when he played for the Kansas City Chiefs and when he played for the University of Texas, as he brought a hammer to the game, he was ahead of his time. Kind of this wide receiver tight end hybrid, kind of like we see in Jody Fortson. But ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Keith Cash, former chief, as our guest tonight. And in the second, in the second segment, you get to put the hammer down. So just tell him, just get ready, dude. Okay? I'm ready. I'm ready. <laughs> you were born ready, man. Born ready. All right, let's, uh, we're going to get into a lot of things here in this first segment. The first segment we want to talk about, though, is just talking about this current team. And as I mentioned at the outset of the show, Keith, facing highly motivated foes. Four teams. One, you beat in the divisional playoffs. Two, you beat in the AFC Championship game. One, Lamar Jackson was sick of hearing he had never beaten Patrick Mahomes. And then who's the other? The Chargers. Sick of seeing the Chiefs win the division every year. You played this game. I mean, here come these teams coming in with a, I mean, they got everything loaded up to try to take you out.
4: Yeah, yeah. They were, they were highly motivated, obviously, and we kind of dug ourselves a little hole, but who better to dig us, dig us out of it? You know, we have the best coach in the NFL. We have the best quarterback in the NFL. We have the best tight end, one of the best receivers. There are so many things going right for this team. Defensively, we just have to get healthy. Get some guys healthy. We got Gay back. We have uh, uh, Frank the tank back and i'm telling you once when things start clicking they could run off a lot of games in a row yep we've right? seen
2: it happen in the past they've done it and we're going to get into people forget right they remember you spiking the ball off buddy ryan's face uh in in houston
4: had some anger issues
2: but people forget some things about that season we're going to go back and talk about that because it deals with where this team is right now but the turnovers are perplexing yeah. Uh, you played this game. Sometimes they come in 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 bunches, but tip passes. Um, Patrick is not a turnover. He's not an interception thrower, right. but it's just when you play this game, as you analyze these turnovers and what's happening, uh, how do you get out of it? And do they come in bunches?
4: They do come in bunches. We see that now. Patrick is not a turnover guy. He's not a guy that throws a lot of interceptions. Uh, and it seems like when the ball bounces the wrong way, it comes in, in several of them at one time. I mean, yesterday, one bounces off of the player's hands and guys that don't normally drop the ball, drop the ball. And they just bat the ball bounces funny sometimes. And uh, like I said, he is the best in the game right now. I don't care what anyone says. And if anyone can turn this thing around and get that laser focus that he sometimes has a tendency to get, I think they'll be all right.
2: And I saw it the week. Yeah, absolutely. you. <laughs> I saw it the week of the Philadelphia game. Man, he just like narrowed the block. He just went – nothing. wasn't focused for Buffalo, but when he gets narrow focus, he's unstoppable. We've seen teams – Buffalo did it last night. It almost looked like a Super Bowl 55 Tampa Bay type approach. The safeties were back, relied on their front four. They got good linebackers, didn't have Milano, but that's a really good defense. Sure. But –
4: To be patient as an offensive player, what does it take? Just that. I mean, it's – the way that this offense has run the last couple of years where it's – we're not used to 12-play drives, 15-play drives. I mean, we usually take two or three. That's enough, (laughs) right? So now where you just have to be patient and pick your spots, sometimes you get a little antsy when you're trying to – when you want to put up a bunch of points. But, I mean, he has the – I keep saying he, and I know it's a team game, but I go back to Patrick and what he does. They're going to figure it out. They're not used to practicing against or playing against this type of defense where you just try to keep everything in front of you. There were holes last night. We just didn't make enough plays. I mean, we're we're two and three, but we could very easily be four and one. Absolutely. Right? And we haven't played well. So once we start playing well, I keep saying it, They'll be fine. everybody take a deep breath, uh, go to the bar, grab a beer, <laughs> relax. Everything is going to be OK.
2: If your neighborhood, th- th- this Liberty dude right over here is like in the mood to buy for everybody. I don't know. he's just fired up over here. Are you buying for everybody? No, no, no. Okay. Uh, but I've actually uh, wanted to ask you this because we're seeing your position change so much, the tight end position, but you actually Uh, you were such an incredible athlete i mean you were a state basketball player with your brother great track and field athlete awesome in football of course in san antonio but the tight end position and how it's evolved and now there's a guy like Fortson, who to me is very much like you like a wide receiver skill but built into a tight end what are you seeing and how fascinated
4: are you by it i'm fascinated because my biggest year catches was about 45 catches and Kelsey gets, what, 100 and whatever he gets, <laughs> How many targets How many targets did How you many, get? Well, did, how many get? did you get in the 45? 47. 47 <laughs> targets. <laughs> he drops, he, he's dropped more in his career than I've actually caught. So, um, it, it really is fascinating because they are weapons. Uh, you get not just Travis, but like you said, Fortston, where he's come from, wide receiver. He's been a, ty- he's been a wide receiver. He's been a quarterback. He's done a lot yeah. of different things. Swiss Army Knife. And, you know, putting him next to Kelsey, it's going to be once they figure it out, once we get uh, really lasered in, I think this offense is going to be phenomenal. Two tight ends are hard to cover. They are. And how
2: much of the athletic ones like you, but how much of that is the key here to this? You say in play, keep things in front of your defense. How much of those guys, the key to that as we move
4: forward? I think it's a big key. I think when you talk about keeping guys in front of you, a lot of times they try to cover tight ends with uh, linebackers, sometimes safeties. Usually you're going to put your best defender on Kelsey, right, or Tyreek, or you take two guys to cover or four guys to cover those two guys. Then there's one-on-one matchups all over the field that we got to take advantage of. I mean, that's the bottom line. We have good running backs. We have a good second tight end. Heck, two good second tight ends because the gr- kid they just got from Kentucky is a pretty good player Pretty as good well. player.
2: And the belldozers out there too. You got f- Bells S- out there,
4: four tight ends. Jeez. And then you throw in uh, Gordon, who I think is just feeling his way back in the game. Again, we have to be patient. I understand that we don't have a – I mean, we've, what, quarter way through the season, maybe a little bit more uh, – but I just, I just believe in this team. I believe in Andy and what he does. I believes in the players that want to play for him. And I believe that ultimately, when you have the best player in the world, your chances are great.
2: As a group, and after the break, we're going to get into Keith's career and where he had to deal with this very thing on the football field, right, where the Chiefs are at right now. We just tend to forget about it, right? Um, I know you have it, but that's so why I'm going to ask you about it. But how much does the locker room have to stay together? Let's take the coaches out of the equation. I've always said football teams are fascinating. Uh, and when you get it together like this team has been, this is, this is an u- unusual special locker room, and you've seen it. But how easily can it kind of have fissures and
4: fractures when you go through times like this? I think it takes a strong locker room to make it through times like this, especially when you're <clears> – <throat> A lot of the teams I was on, we were very strong defensively, and offensively not as strong. So this is the complete opposite. At the end of the day, they're your brothers on the other side of the ball, and I have to perform so that uh, not so they keep me off their keep them off my back, but. I wanna perform for them because they're my family and that's, that's what we do as a family. We come together. There's always a couple you know, daddy bears in there, whether it's Tyron and some of these other guys who really keep everything together. Uh, but at the end of the day, you're playing for your brothers and the coach and I will run through a wall for all those guys. And all those guys are probably thinking the same thing now. What do we have to do to turn this thing around?
2: Keith Cash is our guest tonight. How fun to have him here on this night as we get ready to take on the Washington football team next Sunday in the nation's capital. But when we come back now, we're going to, to go back in time. We're going to get in a time machine like uh, Back to the Future, get into DeLorean, and go back to Keith's time and talk about the exact thing they were going through. But again, Keith Cash is with us tonight, and we're at the Liberty Hive V in the Northland. We'll be back with more from Keith after this on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network. Now, back to Mitch Holtus and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Second down goal to go for the Chiefs at the five. 10.06 to go, first half, Chiefs trailing seven to three. Motioning, they get. they're gonna roll out to the right side. The Holmes will hold it. Hold it, fires it late, back to the end zone, caught! Touchdown! Kansas City, potato chips for everyone. Byron Pringle atones for the fumble on the kickoff return with a five-yard touchdown catch, and the Chiefs have the lead at 9-7. to seven. Back in Liberty. Reed's redheads are here. Reed's redheads are well represented, and potato chips for everybody. Pringle gets into the end zone uh, for the touchdown. Our special guest tonight again at the Liberty High uh, is Keith Cash, one of our great ambassadors and part of some of the great moments in our uh, franchise's history. And we want to thank, for his appearance, Hellsberg Diamonds, the official jeweler of the Kansas City Chiefs and the Chiefs' kingdom, serving the kingdom for over 100 years. I didn't even know it lasted 100 years because uh, we've only been around 62. But, gosh, those 38 <laughs> years, I didn't even know about it. Anyway, uh, and 200 locations. But thanks to Hellsberg Diamonds. Trying to get more touchdowns. You get those touchdowns, they are huge. Yeah. Okay. Keith Cash. We talk about dealing with adversity and we forget things. Let's go back to the 1992 season. Get in your DeLorean, right? This is the Austin Powers. I'm mixing <laughs> metaphors here. chugga 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 uh, we have got Beyonce with us, right? Uh, Foxy Cleopatra. And we're going back to 1992. People remember making it to the playoffs that year but they forget losing three or four games. You lost to Dallas on the road, Denver on the road, and Pittsburgh. What about that time, and how did you guys pull out of that tailspin?
4: I think it goes back to what we were talking about earlier, the strength of the team and the, the veterans in your locker room. There's plenty of them on this team. And there has to be belief as well. You have to believe that regardless of what we did those last three games, that, you know, the next one, not – the next five, not the next eight, the next 10, the next game is the one that we have to take care of. So when you focus on the task at hand, that's when good things start to happen. You're not, you're, again, you're not looking down the road. It is this one game. This is what we're playing for. We're going we're, we're gonna to take care of business in Washington, against Washington, and then whoever we play the next game, that's when we play the next game. But the only game that you're thinking about right now is that one game. And then you start stacking wins together, and then there's two, then there's four, then there's eight, and then you know we're talking about the Chiefs winning the Super Bowl again. <laughs> I mean, sir, right? what? Well,
2: and also, when I look at the '92 Dallas team, that was a pretty good team. Uh, the '92 Pittsburgh Steelers weren't bad, and the '92 Broncos weren't bad. So, I mean, looking at the teams that we played, now we've got to beat these teams, and we were considered the best team in the AFC, we start over to get back there again. Right. But these are playoff teams, man. They've stacked us up with playoff teams to start the year. Uh,
4: when, when, when you're the best, you play the best, you play the strongest schedule. And I can argue that that is the toughest stretch of games that we're going to have to play. I think if you look at it offensively, those are the best offenses we're going to play. Now things get back to normal, right? Now the defense gets healthy. Now the guys that they brought in start getting acclimated to what this team does. So I, I expect some offensively, the firepower is going to come. The offense is going to come. They're going to figure out what teams are doing. I'm excited for this defense and what they're going to do. Because when you get smacked a couple times, <laughs> you, start, you start smacking back. It and that's what's going to start happening. Yeah, it's person, it, part, it's it really is. It really is. And I don't want to let my brother down. That's, at the end of the day, I'm playing for everybody in that locker room. And these guys will stand up because they're professional men. They will stand up, and they will do what they have to do to turn this thing around. Again, Keith Cash is our guest
2: tonight. Perfect guest to have on this evening as the Chiefs try to get back on track and beat the Washington football team. All right. Get back in the DeLorean. Or get back into Austin. Power. You and I are in the back seat of Austin Powers' car. <laughs> Beyonce's in the front in the passenger seat. Austin Powers is driving, and here we go. Bunka, 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 bunka. We go not very far, but to 1993, a famous season because the Chiefs get to the AFC Championship game largely in part to my guest tonight. A huge special teams play, big play against the uh, then Houston Oilers. But we forget here, Keith, as the Chiefs' kingdom. Historians, blown out by Houston, 30 to nothing, like wiped out. You came back to beat Denver. You go to Miami and take on Marino, you get wiped out, 30 to 10. You came back to beat Green Bay. You lost to the Denver Donkeys, 27-21. You came back to beat the Chargers. People remember the win over the Steelers. They remember the win in Houston. They forget this time. Let's go back to this time specifically and what happened.
4: We weren't playing well. We had some injuries that happened. We weren't playing well. And again, there there's even in losses, you could, you can there's small victories that happen in losses. And we saw we had some small victories during those losses. And at the end of the day, when you know the the, the defense walks into that locker room and they're they're questioning the offense, which that did happen during that time. But at the end of the day, I remember Derek Thomas standing up and saying, "We're we're gonna we're gonna write this ship, we're gonna write this ship," and you know the belief that they had in the offense and the confidence that we started to get. We scored zero points. You know how hard it is to score no points in a game
2: <laughs> with Joe Montana. <laughs> with Joe Montana
4: as your quarterback, <laughs> my gosh, <laughs> my gosh. <laughs> so that happens and. You know, at the end of the day, I think we had a closed-door meeting uh, with just the offensive guys, and there was this, came together, played for each other, played for the city, played for all the people that are patting us on the back. We don't want to let the city down, ultimately. So we stood up as men and and made it happen. How
2: much of this sounds familiar? Does this sound like the current time? I mean, here we are again. It's, it's the National Football yeah, League. This absolutely. happens, man. We, Those we,
4: guys get paid too, I think. Yeah. Not as much as my homes, but, I mean.
2: <laughs> and in 94, I know this was the year you were hurt. This was my rookie season, actually. Uh, and I remember this. Uh, we lost three home games in a row, and there was a stretch in November. Three games we lost in a row at Seattle, Denver at home, um, and then to Miami on the road. I think Bones had a quarterback that game. I think Joe was hurt. Nope. Yep. Still made the playoffs. We fought our way out of these every time.
4: Yeah. I mean, it it comes down to belief and believing what you're doing. And uh, you keep chopping wood, right? You keep going at it. It gets monotonous at times, but you keep chopping wood, keep doing the right things, keep uh, practicing with laser focus, keep playing as hard as you can, and good things start to happen.
2: Love it. When we get a perspective from an ambassador like Keith Cash, uh, And I love our ambassador program. When I I have our alums on, though, I want to ask you, too, of the run that we've had here, uh, all these three straight AFC championship games, winning Super Bowl 54, getting to Super Bowl 55, and how I love how the Hunt family made every one of you guys felt like, I've said this time and time again, I'll say it more this fall, doing the play-by-play of Super Bowl 54, I saw so many faces flash in front of me. It was all the former players, right? Yeah. And it and it just it, I get emotional thinking about it. I go. I hope everybody
4: feels this, and it feels like all you guys have felt that. We really have. We really have. The the Hunts have an organization like no other. They treat the former players like no other team. Uh, we're part of the family, and they make us feel wanted and loved and and everything you want from a from an employer. But. Throw a hundred times more on top of that. Uh, I felt those wins. I feel the losses just like I'm still playing. I mean, I'm, I am that invested in this team and 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 what they do. And and you know, Lamar is smiling down on this team and what they're doing and where the organization is going. Uh, we are a, a, a team to be mirrored. A team to be. Uh, to be mirrored. I mean, there's a lot of teams that, that want what Kansas City has, not just the players, not just the recent success, but the organization from top to bottom is is top notch.
2: The other thing is when I see guys like you that plant your flag here after you're done playing, you've had a great career outside of football, but you decided to stay here and said, this is where I will take the next phase of my life.
4: This is it, this is it, this is this is home. I mean, there's a lot of us that that, we grow up somewhere else and, and, and we come here. Part of it is the fans that we, the, we live with and the the, the red coders who are a big part of this. I have many friends that are red coders that have supported me along the way. So I just, I love it here. I love them. I, I come into places like this and I get hugs from all these beautiful young women. Uh, what? Sure. what? 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 <laughs> No, I I really do. This is this this is uh, this is home, and it's a special place. Weird
2: Wolf, an autograph geek. Want to hug you too, uh, if they can do that within <laughs> protocol. Honestly, seriously, um, we're gonna let him go. But what a perfect guest for perspective on this night. Two and three, not as we expected or wanted, but it's time to do what he did as a player, time after time and year after year to get it done. Keith Cash, ladies and gentlemen, former Chiefs player. Yes, yes. Hey, hey, believe. Believe. All right. And you can't you can't go for Keith Cash. He's got the hammer. It's time to put, put the hammer, hammer down, down, baby. Baby. Be baby yes. believe. We'll yes. be back to close out the show tonight at the Liberty High V. After this, you're listening to exclusive Great. coverage of Cheese Football.
0: Now, back to Mitch Holtis
2: and the Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Chiefs are going to go with three tight ends. They line up in a diamond. They're going to quick get over to Kelsey. And Kelsey into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. Before the Bills could line up against the diamond, they had a diamond set up with three tight ends and Pringle. And they get the quick toss. Shoveled out like a basketball chess pass. And Kelsey finds the touchdown. And the Chiefs are within 31-19. to 19. Welcome back for our final minutes of our Chiefs Kingdom show tonight. Great to see so many folks out here in Liberty. Awesome fans here in the Northland. Again, prayers for Snowstorm Sandy's recovery. And Poofhead Geek back. Poofhead Geek. And the Reed's Redheads back. Great to see them uh, along with uh, our great fans here. All right, time to rally. You just heard that diamond play. It was so cool because that was three tight ends on the field again, just like we were talking with Keith Cash. And how great was Keith tonight to be on with us to bring some perspective. And it's not every NFL show you'll get a reference to Austin Powers and Beyonce and time machines, okay? You come to the Chiefs Kingdom show, we will put you in a time machine and uh, take you on a trip that you've never had before. Well, let's hope this trip to the nation's capital is a good one. Let me give you some perspective here. I'm going to talk about this throughout the week on some of the other shows that I do. But just something to think about. The Chiefs have won the AFC West, as we know, for five consecutive years. That ties an all-time record in the division with the 70s Raiders and the Peyton Manning-era Broncos. One of the reasons the Chiefs have won the division five consecutive years, and you got to hear me out on this, is that they have basically wiped out the NFC teams that they've cross-scheduled against. Now, let's don't get let's don't be mistaken here. The priority games are against the division, but you can. And then next is AFC games because those are the tiebreaker games. However, you can have a losing record against your division and still win your division. The Chiefs did it in 2010. Other teams have done it. If you wipe out. The NFC teams in your cross-pollination. The Chiefs, under Andy Reid, the last five years, the years they've won the division, have 15 wins and six losses against the NFC. Already in our division, the Chargers have lost to the Cowboys. Yesterday, the Raiders lost to the Bears. Again, it's not a tiebreaker. Down the list, way down the list. But if the Chiefs, and they've got five NFC games this year. Remember, there's 17 games, and we get the Packers. But if the Chiefs can dominate the NFC like they have in the past years under Andy Reid, that can be an equalizer when you look at the division standings. So these NFC games aren't just like, well, they're not as important. They're just kind of throwaway. Throw No, the Chiefs have won the division, and I could argue they've won the division because they've been more successful because the rest of the AFC West teams in those five years, none of the other three have a winning record against the NFC in that span. I'm just saying, right? So as we go to the Washington football team this week, Andy Reid, who had 14 seasons in the NFC, already 1-0 against the NFC with the win over Philadelphia, Let's just keep it rolling against the NFC and beat the WFT this week in the nation's capital. That's just so strange. Do I call them the WFT? I mean, Washington football. Yeah, I want to get those right uh, as I think about it here. Anyway, it has been awesome to have you all out here tonight. Remember this high vee QR code. You will get, you'll just want to see. Uh, they are not just the hot deals. They are the... Super hot deals, right? Yeah. And get ready, Kansas City. We're going to Washington and get ready to put the hammer down, baby. Next week, we won't be far. We're going just a little west of here. We're going to be at the Berry Road hy and celebrate a victory over the Washington football team and get ready for the next team that we play. Thanks to Keith Cash. Let's go, Chiefs Kingdom. And trust in Andy Reid. Thanks for joining us on the Kansas City Chiefs Radio Network.
1: You've been listening to the Chiefs Kingdom Show, presented by Bad Boy Mowers. Bad Boy Mowers, proud partner of the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs Kingdom is bad boy country. Mow with an attitude. And by hy V, the world's best tailgating begins at High V. Proud official grocery sponsor of the Kansas City Chiefs. You're listening to exclusive coverage of Chiefs football.
0: Hey, this is Chiefs sideline reporter Josh Klingler. Before we get you into the Chiefs' Kingdom show, just a quick reminder, you can hear Mitch Holtis with us on Fesco in the Morning every Friday morning at 7.30 leading into the game that weekend. And don't miss color analyst Danan Hughes every Tuesday morning at 8.30. Tune in for exclusive one-on-one Chiefs interviews throughout the season on the Odyssey app and your official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Thank you for listening to the Chiefs' Kingdom show presented by the Kansas Lottery.